0: More than 75% of our churn actually comes from companies that are not in our ideal customer profile. So I mean, it's a cautionary tale. Yes, you can get a deal done with some of these companies, but will they stick around? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go. Well, you've heard when new teams form together, first they form and then they storm. <laughs> so, apparently, that's the phase of our teamwork today that we're in. It's storming outside, it sounds like. Um, but we're inside, safe and warm, and learning all about ABM from practitioners in the field. So, with that, please welcome Ellie Wolf. Hi, everybody. I'm Ellie Wolf. I'm the VP of Marketing at Path Factory. We're a Toronto based marketing technology company. We used to be called Lookbook HQ, in case you are not knowing who we are, I'm going to talk a little bit today about our own internal ABM process, pull back the, cur- the curtain a little bit and show you how we kind of stumbled into a fairly agile approach to ABM. So I'll start first with sort of the why part. Why did we embark on this ABM process? And it really had to do with bad funnel conversion. I mean, we were running a pretty traditional MQL-based funnel, really wide top of funnel demand strategy. We were patting ourselves on the back because we get lots of people in the funnel. We're pretty good at converting them in and getting them to take a meeting. And then down the funnel, not so much. A lot of people fall out. And it has a bit to do with our price points, a little on the high side. We also have you know, a platform that requires a bit of change. And so you know, people are really interested in this. And then when they actually start to see what, what it takes to do it, they're not as interested. And so, you know, we have one stream of people who go right through, and then we have a bunch that sort of fall out the side. So we kind of got hit to the idea that we needed to be a little bit more focused in terms of how we targeted and, and how we segmented the universe. So what our process was unintentionally agile, and it's primarily just because this is sort of how we do everything. We sort of break off a little piece at a time and iterate and see how it works. And so I didn't go into this with like a big uppercase a agile strategy. It was very lowercase a, like let's just, you know, start with one thing and see what we can do. And it started, this is a tale as old as time. It started actually with I caught wind of these target accounts that the sales team was focused on. And when I looked at their target accounts, I was like, what the hell are these? These aren't accounts we could sell to these people like these aren't, you know, they were just basically looking at their geo patch and like picking the like 25 biggest logos and that was their target account. And so that didn't make a ton of sense. And the target account strategy at that point was a bit optional. They each had a set of target accounts, but there wasn't like a lot of focus on them. So I thought, well, how can we help them take more high percentage shots? How can we just help them to narrow the universe and and look at a target account segment that might make sense for them? So that was sort of our first foray. So we really started with the A in ABM well before the M, which I actually think is a a pretty important um, element to success. So the first thing that we did was we built an ICP model. Basically, we ran regression against all of our past opportunities and customers. And we were looking for the stuff that was beneath the iceberg. So we knew a lot about who these people were from a firmographic and even a technographic standpoint. But we basically were looking for deeper signals. Are there trends among companies that are, we have successful outcomes with where they own certain technology or certain amounts of technology? Are uh, they were founded at a certain point? They had you know, certain Alexa scores, for example. So we built this ICP model and it yielded a couple of thousand accounts, which is a lot of accounts. And so that was sort of the first thing. Like, let's just sort of know who is in the wheelhouse for potentially being able to purchase our our solution. The next thing that we did was what I will refer to as ABM Lite. So we basically took this cohort of accounts, a couple thousand accounts, and we just made sure we were marketing to them. We weren't doing anything really customized in terms of messages or plays or anything like that. We took the same kind of campaigns and programs we were already running to the top of the funnel and we made sure we ran those programs to this cohort of ICP accounts. And obviously we flagged these accounts as being in the ICP so that we could understand, do they, do they respond in a different way? Do they move through the funnel in a different way? As long as we know that they're ICP, how do they perform vis-a-vis everybody else? So again, just kind of some basic marketing. So we do that for a while and we see pretty good results. I mean, when you're looking at the ICP cohort, sure. I mean, they respond and show up in the funnel at a higher rate. But they also convert at a better rate. So we saw better conversion from, you know, by the time they reached MQL status to actually becoming a meeting. We're still running a traditional, you know, horizontal demand funnel at this point. But the more interesting thing is that when we started to like look at the long tail on it, the ACV we could drive with an ICP company was much, much higher. If they were in our ideal customer profile, they were willing to spend more money. And more interestingly, when we started to look at who churns on us, and this is an ongoing thing that we continue to look at, More than 75% of our churn actually comes from companies that are not in our ideal customer profile. So, I mean, it's a cautionary tale. Yes, you can get a deal done with some of these companies, but will they stick around? And that's part of what we were trying to do with the ICP was, can we find customers who are not only going to buy something from us today, but they're going to stick around, they're going to renew next year, and they're going to become advocates. So at this point, I was like, okay, this is cool, but I still feel like it's this kind of science project. Like, how can we operationalize this a little bit? And so this is when we decided to kind of go all in. So if you remember, I said that we started with this ICP cohort that was you know, a couple thousand companies. Well, it's hard to focus on a couple thousand companies, right? So how do we narrow the beam? So we actually built in some scoring. We took our ICP model and we looked for the signals that were stronger than other signals in terms of likelihood to convert and become a customer. So we built a little bit of scoring in so that we had an ABCD within our, our ICP model we also built in some account tiering, looking at what we thought their spend potential was, which had to do with, you know, when they were funded or um, what's, what their revenue band was. But the last thing we did and the most important thing was we actually built in a psychographic component. And I could spend a half an hour just talking about this part, which I don't have time to do. Obviously, I have four minutes. But the psychographic part was incredibly manual. And what we were looking for were you know, these characteristics among marketers, we sell to marketers, that made them early adopters. Are they people who have won certain awards? Were early adopters of marketing automation? I mean, our platform is a bit of a nascent technology. It's a new idea. And so we're looking for marketers who are really excited about new ideas and kind of want to be on the cutting edge. So from that, we built what we call our tip of the spear accounts. And it ended up being about 1,400 target accounts that we believe really represent the best path to revenue for us. So the thing that we learned through this whole process is, if you really want to do this and you want to see great results, it can't just be a marketing strategy. You have to have some consistent and focused effort on those accounts. And so we actually moved to a 100% target account selling model at this time. So those 1,350 companies became the target accounts for our sales team. And we ran very, very focused outbound campaigns through the BDR's report into marketing. And so it was a bit of an outbound effort. We also still run a traditional inbound funnel for non-target accounts. And they go through this MQL process and we round robin those. But from a focus and an outbound perspective, we are focused on this 1,350 accounts. So at this point, we did like what I'll call uppercase ABM, real ABM, where we actually broke our accounts into a bunch of buckets. And we sort of looked for different things that we thought would resonate. Do they run a free trial? Are they really heavy on ABM tech? Do they have really sophisticated analytics? And we ran programs and campaigns and wrote content and created messaging that was aligned to these different segments. You can see here what the tech stack looks like. It's a bit of direct mail, a lot of retargeting, an ample use of Facebook, some very focused um, content syndication. And so we started running these programs to this target account universe. We also got very comfortable with anonymity and basically ungated everything. So we've said, these 1,350 accounts are so important to us. We don't care if they fill out a form. We want them to become educated on what we do and get excited. And so we just opened the floodgates and the, the goal and the hope is that they will convert elsewhere or later when a BDR reaches out to them. We also got really crazy with alerts, again, making sure that our BDRs and our salespeople are aware within this segment of target accounts, they're aware when there's any sign of life so they can start to, to follow that and prioritize their time. So we give a lot of alerts about a lot of different things that are happening within these target accounts. Again, remembering that, you know, that's the primary focus and they will still sort of see some inbound demand from the non-target account universe. So the results from this have been really good. You will see our target account funnel here and our non-target account. We break them in two separate, you know, funnels and we follow them differently because we know they convert differently. And what you see is that on the target account side, and this is how we know the ICP and the target account rationale is sound, um, they convert at a much higher rate. So sure, we get a lot more non-target accounts to raise their hand and be interested in what we sell, but we are much better able to convert them through the funnel if they actually do meet our ICP. The other thing that we see is that they move 44% faster. And when we get in at bat with one of these accounts, they're just ready to go. And it's because we've done the work to vet and understand if there is a really good fit with our solution and the type of company that they are. So a couple of takeaways in my 50 seconds that I have left. The first thing is you got to know the accounts. You know, marketing sometimes needs to get in the driver's seat. If you're being handed a list of accounts from sales and being asked just market to them, like, don't be surprised if you don't see amazing results from that. We really had to interrogate the target account strategy and build one that made sense. Like Kate said in her presentation, start small, bite off one thing, see how it works, go to the next. You don't need to do everything at once. And then I think the last thing is, you know, once you hit a goal, that's not it. It's like, you have to constantly set a new goal. Like, what's the next thing we're going to do and try to iterate that way? And I think the one thing that everybody can do, if you don't already know this, is understand what your target accounts look like today and how they move through the funnel and what the dynamics of that account universe is so you have a starting point. That's all I got. Thank you.